Welcome to Coys in the Herd, Season 1, Episode 21. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a milestone episode for us, but it's uh, shrouded in a bit of misery and, yeah, not not a great weekend of, of, of football for to be a Spurs fan. But, you know, we've got to talk about it, we've got to do it. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. It's... Uh, it's got to be some a bit of a therapy session, really. I don't know. Like, I don't know about how many positives we're going to pull out of this. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will find something to 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 be positive about. But yeah, it's a, it's therapy, and it's a bit like I don't know, Alcoholics Anonymous or something like. Yeah, I don't know. Spurs. We'll to... Spurs. Yeah, my name is Mark, and I'm a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It was fucking grim. It was it was rough. I don't ever remember feeling like this after a football match, even a Champions League final. I don't I don't remember feeling this. It isn't it isn't so much the losing to them. It doesn't it doesn't that doesn't bother me. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got they've got a good record against us at the Emirates over the years. We don't usually get anything there. Beating us at home hurts, but it's 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 the it's the whole outlook of where we are as a football club right now, which for me is the one that's, I'm finding it quite difficult to kind of wrap my head around. Um, but, but Bonesy, like, you know, what, what was your feelings during the game? Um, and, you know, ultimately after the whistle, final whistle had gone. Um, yeah, I think it was, I think a lot of it is like similar to what you've just said. It's like a culmination of, what has gone on for the last few years um and yeah and it does it doesn't help and it's probably a major factor is the fact that they're top of the league do you know what i mean just to rub salt into the wounds do you reckon um, it would have would have hurt, hurt less had they not been top of the league yeah i think it would have um um, yeah, because it was like it's, it's sort of that was like kicking us when we were when we're down. Do you know what I mean? That that's what they done to us. They kicked us when we were down and when they're on top. Um, if it had been like it has been the last few few years, where there's only a position or a few points between us and stuff like that, it might have it might have. Been a, I might have felt a little bit differently, but I think because they're riding higher, and you got to say, and a, a, a lot of commentators have said it, that it's theirs to throw away now. Um, yeah, I think that compounded it for me. Um, Ravi, same question, mate. Like, what, what, how, how, how have you, how did you feel like during after the game, and how have you, how have you kind of coped in the last forty-eight hours? Well, I. I I don't know about you guys, but even before the game, I was, 
I think last week we were trying to be optimistic and positive, but there was there was a feeling of dread, not dread, like sort of like not really not really caring about it as much as we normally do. And well, that's what I found for me anyway. Um, just watching like all the whole week, the the sort of punditries, your, your Mersons, your Keowns. I try not to pay attention to any of those cunts, but they were so smug and they were so sure of it that they were going to win. And then I think what three minutes in, when Larice has a dodgy touch, and we kind of nearly put them through on goal, I knew that it was going to be one of those games where we've just shit ourselves, and then we'll we'll play our way back in after we've gone a couple goals down, which is what happened. And I just I'm just used to it. But but what did hurt me was mostly the watching them celebrate in our ground, watching their fans like watching them and the fans sort of cheer and, and sort of take the piss. And I just thought the atmosphere was flat. I thought, like, the, the, initially the, the fans were good, but it, it, the whole thing was it just felt inevitable and it, it kind of didn't need to be. Like, it feels quite self-inflicted as well. Like, we we sort of did carve them open early on as well. Like, Sessignon was put through for, for Kane and did a really shit cross straight to them. And we just looked scared after that, I thought, apart from, like, your usual players, your Canes. I thought Kulu looked brave, but but not fit. So we were sort of playing with, with no fitness. And it's just it's just the game that we kind of expected to happen, really. And it's the same game that was at the Emirates as well, I feel. Uh, yeah, not good, but kind of not as pissed off as I thought I'd be, actually, as well. Um. <clears throat> I, I've kind of got a slightly different point of view. I mean, I, I did trawl through the socials a little bit after the game and yeah, there was, there was the reactions were, as you'd expect, Conte out, Levy's a cunt, the players are shit, when's this going to end? Spurs are cunts. All, all the usual rhetoric after a loss. Obviously, this isn't any usual loss. Um, I didn't think we actually played that badly. To be honest, like I know that there's probably people going to come out and say, "What the fuck? What fucking game did you watch?" And, that, and that's fair. Do you know what I mean? But compared to how we have been playing, you know, Villa was particularly bad, and a few other games this season where we've kind of been non-existent in the first half. I actually thought we came out in the first five, five or eight minutes, and actually held the ball quite well. We put pressure on them, forced them into you know playing the playing the ball out off off the pitch, and you know without actually kind of putting too much pressure on their goal, we looked. I wouldn't say we looked calm, but there was an element of 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 you know we were trying to take control and take take the initiative. It was short lived. I think within within you know within seven or eight minutes into the game, they they got settled, got their shape, and they pretty much dominated the game for the next thirty five minutes. Um, in which you know we gifted them a goal. I mean, we'll get to Larry's. Um, <laughs> with, with when, when you're under pressure, you've got to be able to withstand the pressure. And if you are going to concede, you know, if if party's goal goes in, you say, Right, okay, there's nothing you can do about that. He said it so sweetly, yeah, that you know, yeah, it's yeah, but then that was that was a let off because we were already one nil down at that stage and. To, to, to concede a goal in the manner we did to gift it to him when you know when you when when your back's against the wall and you've got to defend just to, I mean when it went in it was almost like is that what's happened there they're, yeah they're not going to give that surely yeah. they, they can't give goals like that away that's too, that's too easy <laughs> that didn't see anything wrong with it but it was too easy they can't, they can't have that surely someone's going to blow the whistle someone's going to blow the whistle any like, minute 
It was yeah. like a glitch. It was like a glitch. It was like it was a like a fever glitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they try to they try to blame the the, the ricochet off Sessegnon. I'm not having that. Larice is is got to no. take he's got to take responsibility for that. And like you said just now, he, he had a bit of a dodgy touch a little just before that, where he kind of brought it all kind of. Yeah, an inevitable attack from from an error and a heavy pass from Luis. Uh But yeah, I, other than that, thirty minutes in that game, and you know, you could argue, you know, after after Arsenal have seen it, like they're going to be like, okay, you know, we can go in cruise control now. We can just sit back and hit them on a the break. But again, in the second half, I thought we played well, and I actually thought to myself, if we score now, I think this was like you know, 60, 70 minutes into the game, if we score now, their arseholes are going to drop, and we can we can take this game to them. And I, I fully felt that. So when people were coming out and saying, oh, no, we were shit, we were shit, and this, that, and that, I was like, well, no, actually, in the second half, I felt that if we score, we're going we're gonna to get something out of this. But as the game went on to, you know, into the 80s, 85 minutes, and then you could see we just kind of, it was, it was almost as if we gave up. We, we Like, you know, it, it wasn't going to come. And then, I'm not going to lie, I switched it off. There was no way I was going to watch them celebrating in our ground. It just wasn't, I, I yeah. couldn't watch that. You know I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I couldn't, I couldn't phase it off. I thought, fuck that. I'm going to go and cook dinner now. Um, I'm I'm going to be honest. I watched it because I wanted to actually see what because there was a bit of beef as you probably heard if you didn't see it. Um, but I wanted to see how our players reacted because um, I knew like the fan. I didn't expect the fans to, to try and kick Ramsdale, but I just wanted to see a bit of like sorry, like a bit of a we, this is a big loss. Like um, and uh, Eric Dyer sort of came out afterwards and he was just kind of like, yeah, these things happen. He's kind of joking about a bit with the, whatever his name is, who interviews them after, and it's just it, it kind of sums up what why we're sort of feeling this way about our club because I think some of the players just they've been here for too long. Like Dyer's sort of he's he's not like they all sort of know we're on the downward trend at the moment, and they're kind of just comfortable anyway. Like that's what it kind of feels like to me. I don't I don't know what you guys think. Because, we, can't, we, yeah, we, touch, we touched on that before about there's players there that should have been moved along, moved on a long time ago. You know, wh- wh- where were they going to go? Where Where is their enthusiasm for wanting to leave the club going to come from when they're at the best training facilities? They've probably got the best chefs. You know, they've got the, the gyms are going to be like the best you can, you know, you couldn't sign up to a gym that good, yeah. e- even if you were on fucking silly money. They've got everything the best. Yeah. And they haven't earned it through on the, on the field kind of, um, you know they've not played. They've not earned it from being good footballers or winning anything. They've earned it from being in a position at a club that's going for a transition with their stadium and their and their training facilities. And and that's it, really. They've they've got lucky that actually because our chairman isn't you know isn't looking to spunk loads of money on on players. They've just kind of gone with the flow of, of and, you know they, 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 some of these players have been there for years like, they're, not, they're not good enough like, and we got a tune out of some of them last season because we had to um, and that, a lot of that probably down to Conte being the manager yeah. he is he managed to get another level out of Dyer and another season out of Ben Davis when we'd written them both off at the beginning of the season last year and you know people questioning Conte now it's like well, I, I, I can't I, I'm, not, I'm not miracle I'm not Jesus Christ you know? I, mean, I can't make these players into world class <laughs> players I've got something out of them I've got us back into the Champions League now Let's let's move on and get some good players. But mm. just just going back to my point earlier, I just want to make make it clear. I didn't enjoy watching the Spurs yesterday. I just don't think we played. Oh, sorry, Sunday. I just don't think we played that badly, considering all the heat yeah. that's coming in, and compared to how we've how we've been playing a lot this this year, um, it wasn't the worst I've seen us play. 
Arsenal are just a very, very good side, and you know I've got no problem saying that they've they've got a, they've got a well drilled, organised team. They know how to play, um, and they know that you know the one thing I will say. Uh, um, a midfield, and you know, Saar was kind of picked over Basuma. Whether that was right or wrong, you know, can, I think we, I think he was injured. Sorry to cut in, but I was Basuma, Basuma, like Conte said beforehand that Basuma wasn't fully fit, and he had to bring him on like later on, like, as we know. But yeah, before the game, he wasn't fully fit. I thought Saar was actually all right. To be fair, I oh, thought he did all right. He did all right, yeah. but you know, his his naivety as a young footballer showed when he. He went looking for the ball quite a lot at, at points when he was actually t- taking up the same areas of the pitch that Hoiberg was taking up, and you know it led up, it led to the second goal with Odegaard, where he just had the whole pitch just to run into and pick his pick his shot. You know what I mean? Um, did, what do, What do you think about the the, the selection then? Do you, do you think it, do you think the selection was? What, do you think it was the right eleven that he picked given the the, the the injuries and yeah, who, who, given who was available, was that the right level to go with Buns? Um, yeah, I I sort of questioned um, Sessignon, but then I just thought, well, maybe it's due, it's his pace up against Saka. That's why he's picked him, and yeah, he got he, he got a bit of a run around, didn't he, Sessignon? And um, I just. I don't think with it for Conte and Mourinho before him. I don't think they're the right managers for him. He looks he looks a player that has got no confidence in his own ability. Doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I th- I think during that game, I was so sort of so numb watching it. The only the only time I come alive really and lost my rag was when he missed and it turned out to be a fucking good save from um, Ramsdale when he like he stopped it with his foot I was like you fucking useless cunt do you know what I mean but and it was it, it was harsh because it was a good save but I just think he, he just looks like a young lad that's got no confidence in his own ability doesn't know always he doesn't know whether a stick or twist I think, just, I think he's he's being asked to do too much defending. Yeah, maybe. It's just not his game. You got you got uh, on one side. I know I know he didn't start, but you got a wing back in in Royale who's uh, who's being asked to do too much attacking. He's not he's not very good at it. And then you got on the other side. You got Sessegnon, who's he's actually quite good going forwards, and he gets in some good spaces and some good positions. But when he's running back towards his goal, like I mean, he's he, he's a young man. He should be able to handle Saka. I'm not saying he's. Saka's a quality young footballer. Like he's he's one of the brightest youngsters in in the mm. league at the moment, and he had a great World Cup as well. He's obviously a quality footballer, and he's going to be a, he's going to probably even get he's going to get even better. Hopefully not Arsenal, but Sessian should be able to keep up with him at the very least. Be able to anticipate which way he's going to turn in their moments. Yeah, I mean Perisic probably would have got his ass handed to him as well. To be honest, uh, he's a good footballer. You know, you got you got to give credit where credit's due. He's going to do that to better players than Sessegnon this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't. With regards to what your your question with the the, um, the lineup, yeah, I probably would have gone for that. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have had Skip over Saar. Um, and yeah, like we just said, I thought Saar actually, he looked quite bright. He looked like he wanted to make forward passes like he has been doing. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think the I, I don't think you can question the lineup too much. Maybe the tactics within the lineup. Um, because yeah, one thing that the commentators highlighted, and it weren't particularly nice hearing it from fucking Merson, was that they play three at the back and they've got two holding midfield players. How the, how the fuck are they conceding two twos and threes every week? And he's got a point. How are we conceding when we when we play with three and two holding midfielders? I think it's because we sit so deep. Yeah, and it, it doesn't help when we chuck it into our own net as well. Mm. Like well, that was going to be my next question, Rav. So obviously there was some there was some poor performances in the game, and there was too many poor performances. And when you've got three or four players not playing well, then you know, and one of them being your fucking goalkeeper. Um, yeah, you're going to be in trouble against decent, decent sides. So, looking at Hugo, I mean, what, what the fuck's going on there, man? Oh, I don't know. He, he, oh, I saw, he, I saw he retired from international football um, this week or last week, and I think maybe he's kind of just winding down, and he just thinks like he just doesn't have the motivation and hunger anymore because because he's not this this is, he's like the by far in the league the person whose mistakes has led to the most goals. I think he's got like four. I think the next player with the most mistakes that lead to a goal conceded is like one. So he's like, yeah, that's quite far ahead. And yeah, part of me just thinks he's he's not motivated. I thought before the game, he actually looked quite scared, like in the tunnel. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think it... it we kind of didn't think it was a problem position at the start of the year, but it, I think it might actually be the number one priority now because he is costing us big time. And to the point where we, we drop him, do you think it's that it's, that, it's at that point? I think we have to play Forster against City. Like I, Forster's not good. I don't, I don't want to play him. But you think about the last couple of games we've had. All right, Palace, we kept a clean sheet, but Villa, he, he made a mistake that they scored from. Um, yeah, Arsenal, he's made a couple of clangers recently. And yeah, I mean, he he also lost the World Cup final. That can't be easy. Like, that can't be easy for anyone. But yeah, at the moment, he just needs to be out of the, the firing line. Um, I think he makes the defence a bit nervous as well. That doesn't help us. Um, that doesn't help us defending either. When you have someone like Dyer who's also prone to it, yeah, it's not good. You see, just just on that, just on that point, and I mean, yeah, Larice Clanger, like you said, Rev, he's cost us for a number of goals this season. Um, but I, I do want to point out that he made some fucking good saves as well. Like as so he probably should have done better with Odegaard. I don't know whether he's, again, as Hoddle highlighted, <laughs> as Hoddle highlighted a little while back, that he stands a bit too deep in his goal. So mm. anything that's sort of going towards the corners, he struggles to get across. Um, but also nervousness as well. I, I don't think he's technically good enough with his feet. No. The, the same as some of our players as well. You see when we're, when we're deep and the ball gets part, gets passed out to the defenders and we're being pressed 
I don't think we're good enough. I don't think the play- some of the players are good enough technically. We try to play that way, but I don't think we're good enough technically to get away with it. Yeah. It puts us under pressure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think like the only one who can play out the back is Romero. And that long lays all right, actually, to be fair. But um, Hoiberg is kind of the next phase if we're playing it out the back. He, some of his touches, and he was quite bad. Just going back to Lloris quickly, I think it's worse with him because he's also our captain. And when things go wrong and you need someone to pick the team up and he's made the mistake and he keeps making mistakes... I think that's even worse, like from a on the field, because yeah, the guy that's supposed to be geeing you up and getting you ready to 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 come back if we're one nil down or whatever, just looks shot to pieces. Yeah, you can't like how 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 is the rest of the team supposed to feel? Like, you know what I mean? So you've got obviously Hugo is is you know, he's a standout underperformer this this season. Um, Dyer has not been great. And he's, he was dropped from the side for the Villa game. And, you know, it, 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 that's how bad it is when you when you think, yeah, we can't drop him because actually he's probably the best we've got at the moment in, in that position. But he's 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 been poor. He was poor against Arsenal, I thought. Um, he's supposed to organise the he's supposed to organise the back line. Do you know what I mean? That's his job being the, as, as the centre-half. Um, Hoiberg was toilet like he literally looks well out of his depth he didn't he, like he's he just he didn't look like he wanted the ball he he, he kind of was like uh, like telling other, other players to, I don't want it pass it pass it over there I don't I don't, like, don't give it to me like I, I can't handle being pressed so definitely don't give it to me and yeah. when you look through the team and you start to see well actually your goalkeeper your centre half your central midfielder is supposed to be your senior kind of kind of holding man and then you look in front of them and you think, well, Son's, well, I mean, we'll get to Son. But then you sort of think the spine of your team, apart from Harry Kane, is fucked. It's like, it's not good. It's not a good spine. There's no real standout quality in any of them positions. Oh, and I think, oh, I think this, sorry, is where we need, this is where we need to look to improve it. I mean, maybe it's, it's a bit premature to think we're going to get any quality in January. But they're, they're the positions for me. Goalkeeper, centre half, and I, and I backed Loris earlier in the season, but I, I can't do it now. Um, he's mugged me off. Um, so Loris, centre half, in, in someone like Diet, and, and a central midfielder of quality, and I think that's where we need to prioritise. Everyone's talking about right wing back. For me, that ain't that ain't the, that ain't the problem. See, I, I mean, going picking up on the point you made about Hoiberg, I think where he's He's getting involved too much. He sort of turned into Harry Winks, where he he'll go and he'll go and stand five yards and demand the ball off someone like uh, his own teammate who's five yards away. A needless pass, a bit like Harry. Wink. He, he is. He's turning into Harry Winks with how he ended up playing for us, playing needless sideways and backwards passes, getting caught on the ball. I think Hoiberg just needs to step back and not try and impose himself on the game as much. Because I think he imposes himself on the game when we're defending. I think he should take a backward seat a little bit and let he should have let Saar do, do the marauding and running forward and 
Well, they, 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 like I said, they went looking for the ball a bit too much and they were just leaving so much space for Odegaard. And I, I saw an article uh, yesterday and it was when Maynard played AC Milan in the Champions League. And Sir Alex Ferguson said to Park Ji Sung, um, you're not playing football today. Don't think about playing foot. Don't think about kicking the ball. Don't think about passing it. Your job today is to, is, uh, is Alessandro Pirlo. You've got, no other duties other than to stop him playing. And all you need to do is to get into him and stop him passing forward and, you know, dinking one balls over the top to Shevchenko. That is it. Get onto him. And I think, like, I think he followed the instructions so well that I think his average pass... I, I forget the stats, so it might not be accurate, but the average pass forward in a game was something like he's 95% accurate with passes and I think 80% of his passes in up at that point were all forward passes. Um, and in that game, after Jisong just stuck to him all game, I think he had about thirty percent accurate passes in that game. <laughs> wow! And they, and they and I went on to win, and and Park Jisong wasn't a, a holding midfielder, was he? Well, I don't remember him being a holding midfielder. He was a kind of utility player, for one of a better word. And in that game, he stuck to his his role and he stopped him. And I said that when we played Arsenal uh, at the Emirates early in the season, if you stick to Odegaard and you stop him turning and moving the ball quick or running into spaces between the lines, then you've got half a chance against Arsenal because he is he is their main man. And without him, they're kind of a bit... I don't see any quality there. I don't think parties at this play that everyone's making out. And I definitely don't think that uh, Granit Xhaka's any good. I think it's toilet. Um, but we didn't do that. And our midfielders just kind of went missing and didn't... You know what I mean? You can't let these creative players just have the whole pitch to, to, do, to play their football. No. And I think, like... It comes down to the players that we've got, and Conte not changing his system. And and part of me thinks Conte shouldn't, because I think you look at Liverpool and you look at City and you look and you look at Arsenal. The system's like the the main the main thing. Like Eddie and Ketia's, I think Eddie and Ketia's shit, but he slots in in the Jesus role pretty well because the system works that way. And for for us to work. With a defensive manager like Conte is, we need good quality centre backs, and I think midfielders more that can cover ground and do a bit of p- passing forward. And I think I think Benzincourt can do do it all. He he can do it all when he's fit, and we miss him quite a lot. But and Saar looks like he might be able to actually. He, he but again, he's twenty years old. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. But I don't think Hoiberg can do all of that. As Luke said, he just gets involved in the game too much and doesn't focus on. He, he kind of loses his man when he's he's trying to do everything. And he, well, yeah, he, sorry, go on, sorry, Ralph. no, go on, mate, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say yeah because he he just he uh, a lot of the stuff he does is needless. Yeah. There's no point. That, like, there's no point to it. He shows for it. For, yeah, it was just that sort of thing that I've noticed like in the last few games where. It's like he wants to be seen and be heard on the pitch and be a leader of men sort of thing, which is admirable because he, he's the one that's got a bit of bollocks about him that will looks like he's ready for a tear-up. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I think he just gets involved too much and I don't think he should be that sort of player. Yeah. And, 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 he didn't look fit either. I've got to say, I thought he looked a bit unfit or a bit injured as well. Um but yeah, he's not he's not technical technical enough to be a midfielder for Conte. I think 
Um, he can be like he's got a part to play, definitely, and he's a good squad player. And he, yeah, we 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 shouldn't get rid of him, but he shouldn't be our spine, as Mark was saying. Like he shouldn't be us, the spine of our team. Um, yeah, I just think <laughs> it comes down to we need to sign some fucking players again. But I do think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The fight wasn't really there either. I thought from some of our players either. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I, I did feel that if we had scored, uh, you know, in, in around the 60, you know, between the 60 and 70th minute, I feel like we would have gone on to get something out of the game. I, I, I just, I, I felt like that Rams, Ramsdale, he made it three or four good saves. And it's just, you, you just think like, yeah, it's not going to happen today. They're going to get it. And it's going to be a very, very difficult one to swallow. But you can't, you can't play like that in the first half against a team like that for 30 minutes. 35 minutes, I think it was, of just them just camped in our half basically and you know we were trying to play out we haven't got the players that can really you know thread and thread the ball through they were straight up the back of Harry Kane as soon as he received the ball straight up the back of Son when he received the ball Kane, Kane can throw them players off he's got the ability to do it to, to, to stand stand them off and get them passes out but they, they saw exactly what Kane was trying to do and they just stopped it and when Son's not doing it and he hasn't been doing it I mean that's at least, there's another player there I think Nara Charleston's fit Gill's showing a bit of promise. I think Son's got to be benched again. I don't see how we can we can keep starting him. He's it's not like he's yeah. even playing all right. He's he, he he looks like he's forgotten how to play football. Like, I don't know about you guys. That's that's what I'm seeing. And, yeah. And if he's going to come on and score hat tricks when we ben- when we bench him, then then maybe that's maybe that's it. I mean, I don't know. Yes, it is. It's a bit like playing with ten men with him. Um, and like it, it's. It's such like again, with, with people were slagging off Conte and 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 how we're playing. Losing his goals is is a big big part of that. Like I think goals and assists, goals and assists. Yeah, and even Harry Kane's only got one assist this year. Like, uh, I, so so the person who gets on the end of his through balls and stuff. So we've lost a big part of the team, and and, mm. and obviously Kulu's been out for a while. Uh, Richarlison's been out for a while, so we we haven't seen. He's had to play basically. Like Son's had to play. We uh, maybe uh, Conte thinks he'll play into some sort of form, but yeah, at the moment it's not looking like it. And he just needs. He also needs a break from the team, I think. But against City, he'll probably score a hat trick, like because he loves he loves scoring against them. Well, you know that that's oh, we'll get we'll get to see. Um, just before we we round up before the half time point, um, is there any positives to take? From the game, I'll let it, I'll let you whoever wants to answer that first because I can see there's Luke, a bit of, yeah. bit of head scratching going on. You got anything, Luke? Um, I think Saw Saw was again a positive um, for me. I th- I think he's the I think he's going to turn into a really good footballer because. He's quick, he's agile, and he he wants to play the ball forward. Like he'll come, he's positioning and stuff like that. Hopefully, that'll come with time. Um, so I think he's in the last few games, he's been like a really big plus. I think, um, and having Kulu back, I mean, if Kulu coming back from injury, not being fit, he was up. Most attacking, dangerous, best player on the pitch, weren't he? Like, yeah, how, how, can, how can you have someone who's like fucking 
just come off like crutches and that, hardly done any training, come back in and be the most influential, best player on the pitch. Like, and the rest of them, I, I don't know. Rev, I've got, I got, I got to say one positive I have is. Romero didn't get sent off, and I, I'm not quite <laughs> sure how. Like I don't know how he didn't, but uh, I mean, never wanted him off, didn't they? He never wanted him off mm. like the first half, I think. Yeah, uh, but he did some naughty tackles, and and after fucking Martinelli controlled it with his back, I thought he was going to fight him. Um, and yeah, like yeah, I, I don't know how he didn't go, but hopefully it, he's he's been a bit he's been a bit sloppy and a bit of a, a bit of a ball watcher recently as well but if Dyer's not really organising anymore I suppose that's he'll, he'll, he'll be better with like a, an organiser with him and it, it just seems that he's just the best centre back but he just goes he's a headless chicken sometimes he goes up front um, but yeah I, I don't know how he didn't get sent off and yeah another positive is like Richarlison showed a bit of fight as well not much but more than we had on before he came on uh, but that's it, really. There's not a lot, not a lot to go with there. I think the only only positives I can pull out of that game is that it has to be a massive wake up call for uh, for Daniel Levy. Where, whatever he, whatever, where, whatever he decides to do, it's like now, right? It doesn't get any worse than this. Our fixture list coming, you know, in the next few weeks is rough. You know, we've got we've got Chelsea, we've got City twice, I think, and we. Yeah, and we got and we got West Ham. Yeah. Um, you know, it's never an easy game. Although they're they're shy at the moment, but they've just sacked David Moyes, I think, and they. Um, Did that happen yet? I didn't. I, I think that. someone said it. I think Bertie said it earlier that someone. Yeah, but mm. we got to be. We got to be. I don't think. I don't. I don't think the city game means anything. If we go there and beat them, you know, are we? Are we? Knowing us, we'll probably be see fucking home and away, and then hand the title to Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? We'll probably yeah. give Arsenal a fifteen point <laughs> yeah. lead. That's the kind of thing that we do. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm thinking. That's the kind yeah. of shit that we do. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the, the city game means nothing. It's it's a run out for some players who are coming back from injury. I'm not expecting anything other than a city win. Really, um, again, we'll get I'm to kind that. of hoping for that as well. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't. It still doesn't sit right when we hope and Spurs lose. You know what I mean, regardless of what the, yeah. the ramifications are, I don't. I, I always want us to win. I think. <laughs> I think Arsenal are the masters of their own of their own downfall, mate. And I think that they it will happen eventually. Um, but yeah, I think Levy is in a position now where he, he has to act. And regardless of whether that is in the transfer window, whether he sacks Conte, whatever that may be, he's got to do something now. Um, and also the players as well, the players that are still there, they've got to look at themselves and be like, look, there's still five months of the season left. Like, it is a bad loss and it, we have got some tough games, but there's still a lot of football. We're literally at the halfway point. We can still put a run together and put ourselves amongst it. And and that and that for me is, it doesn't get any, if that doesn't wake, if that doesn't wake the, the team, the players up, um, the, the coaching staff, everyone at the club, just, just, just to, to say, you know, we've got, to, we've got to actually, we've got to do something now, and we're in a transfer window right now. We can improve on our squad. Then I don't know what will. Do you know what I mean? Seeing all them dickheads celebrating in our stadium, like what? I mean, what, what else will fucking like fire under Daniel Lee's ass? If what the reports are true that we're looking for investment, but um, Joe Lewis would rather uh, full sell with the club. Why are they going to buy 
invest in fucking players. They're not, are they? Apparently, Joe Lewis has come out and said he would rather sell lock, stock and barrel the whole club. Why is Levy and Joe Lewis and Enoch, why are they going to invest money on the pitch? Because that's going to be classed as a debt for any potential buyers. So I don't know whether they're going to look to invest. No, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. You know, I, I, and you don't know how close they are or how far away they are from, from any, any kind of negotiations of investment. And the Qatari... Uh, business that uh, were, they were discussing it with, with Levy last week, or you know what's been published, they're heavily invested with PSG. So I don't know, I don't know how that works in football. How much you can kind of invest in multiple clubs, and um, but yeah, I think I mean, only... go on. Sorry, I was going to say, I I think say... Invest... Oh, go on, Luke, go on, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rev's probably going to say the same thing as me that. If they already own another club within UEFA, I think the most that they can invest is like is have a twenty five percent share. Yeah, I mean, again, I suppose that looks at like what kind of players you're going to be buying as well. I mean, they're going to be looking at you know if you're going to buy sign someone that's an asset. You know, I don't know, I don't know how you sign a player and make them. You know, how who, how do you how do you buy someone knowing that they're going to become an, an asset and they're 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 going to it looks sort of like Delhi Alley. You know, he he was a hundred million pound player at one point, and now he's you wouldn't you wouldn't pay hundred quid for him. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, I don't know that side of, of football, and it is a good question. Why, why, you know, if you wouldn't throw money at something that you're looking to sell, would you? Unless you know, it's a it's it's completely fucked and knackered. Like if you got a house and you want to get it on the market and you want to get top price for it, you throw some money at it to make it appealing to potential buyers. Um, if you want a quick sell, then you, you, you know, then yeah, you, 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 I guess you, you ain't gonna throw any money at it, and you take a lower price. But Levy doesn't want a low price; he wants about four billion. So, in the grand scheme of things, I think he's got to kind of dress it up a little bit. He's got to get some new furniture, for want of a <laughs> an overused analogy. And I think he's gonna do it the Del Boy method, where people pay two pound a week. He's not gonna. He's he's not going to splash the cash. We might get some loans or look where we can nick some players that are on their last year, year six months of their contract. Um, because, yeah, I mean, if you think we've still got... Kulu's still not our player, is he? He's still on loan. Yeah. Um, and they brought up an interesting um, like sort of comparison between us and Arsenal after the game with how much Spurs have spent in the summer. And they did like 170 odd million compared to Arsenal's 112. But of that 170 million, you look at the the players' names that are on there. Romero was on there. Now, I don't class him because we got him, well, we, we got him as a loan a couple of seasons back. But I don't class him as being a new addition to the squad, even though we've paid for him now. And yeah. then, you look with, then you look, you've got Spence as well as hardly kicked a football um, is it Udogi who's still back on loan at, um, whoever it is in Italy you've got Saar as well who was on loan at Mets so yeah we might have laid out some money but it's I think it's a bit misleading on it's, it's usually you know misleading I mean? we should I don't like that they compare us to Arsenal in in, in one window 
oh yeah, we've we've spent this much and we've spent this much. Uh, Arteta's in his in his third or fourth season there, um, and he's been he's been throwing at that squad since he got there. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. signed a lot of a lot of players, put some players on top money. He was trying to sign that that Modric, uh, um, Chelsea have signed. They're getting linked with another guy, Diaby. They're linked with Declan Rice. Like they're going to spend some fucking serious dough, and, they, and he has done so in one transfer window. After he's already kind of established his he's, he's eleven, brought some players in through the through the youth. I think that's that's it's nonsense. It's provocative football journalism, and that's yeah. more or less, it's it's to get a rise out of people. It's to get traction on a, on a post on social media, and it's it's nonsense. It's it's fucking nonsense. You got a base. You got if if you look at Conte and Arteta, their their spend. That's probably not even fair to do that because they've not been at the club the same mm. amount of time. Um, if you look at what Pochettino spent and what Arteta spent in the same period of time, then that would be a fairer kind of comparison. Um, yeah. Because you know, I think well, Arsenal would be much higher. <laughs> it would be because you know, I think Pochettino had three windows without even you know having a fucking button come through to come through the, the door. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess this kind of leads on to the next point that we were going to go through on the on the running order was you know what what happened what happens next like what are the what are the bigger ramifications now because obviously like we like, said so we got we got some tough games coming up, um, mm. but, you know we're not going to get many points out of I don't, I don't I don't suspect we're going to get much out of I don't care I, I care how shit Chelsea are doing you know we we still don't get fuck all off them, um, City West Ham and you know. So you know, is is Conte close to the sack? Like, I guess that's what I'm asking. And I think the other thing I would like to touch I mean, on is um, Harry Kane's future as well. But before we get to Harry Kane, we talk about Conte. What 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 happened today in the in the press conference, Ravi? I know that you kind of mentioned well, it earlier. Before before I get onto the press conference, I've, I did notice today that a lot of like opinion pieces came out from like Dan Kilpatrick and people like that. And when that happens, it usually means kind of the club's kind of leaking that there's problems behind the scenes. So for me, it does feel like the writing's a little bit on the wall. Um, I, I remember when this happened with Jose, it was like a couple of like well-known journalists sort of started saying stuff like they, the players are bored of the training or the training's not good enough. And um Perhaps Poch can come back. Perhaps Tuchel can come in. That's what we sort of saw yesterday. So part of me is thinking, yeah, we're, we're kind of leak. We, Levy doesn't want to take the heat for his role in it. We're trying to get people to to kind of message on content. I think Conte might have picked up on that because his press conference today was a bit. It was a bit more. I mean, he moans a lot anyway, but I think today it was quite pointed. There was a few questions he was asked about um sort of the vision of the club and he um i think he sort of said that why is it in this country it's always the um it's always the manager that's asked it's not the director of football it's not the owner it's always the manager and no one else from the club has come out and, and stated what the club's vision is and it, it kind of felt like a pointed barb towards our football club to to not to just to just to say, well, actually, I don't know what the philosophy is. I don't know what we're trying to do. I don't know if we're trying to win. Uh, I I think that he's setting himself up to to kind of keep his reputation after he leaves by saying, 
yeah, well, I, I've told them, I've told them my opinion. They didn't want to follow it. I think he's doing a bit of that, which which annoys me a little bit to an extent. But I also don't blame him because anyone in that position would do the same thing. They would try and save their own skin when it's that bad. And then he he sort of started. He said some weird stuff that we we kind of played well against Arsenal, and the goalkeeper was the man of the match. But also, don't make stupid mistakes. Um, and he said something about pressing. It was it was like, yeah, we try and pre- press high, but when we know that the team we're playing against has like a Saka or a Martinelli, we have to bear in mind the capability of our defenders or something. So he kind of, in a quite an intelligent way, kind of stating what his problems are. I thought I thought he'd come out a bit more all guns blazing, but. Yeah, he's kind of just delicately saying, you know what, they know, the club knows my opinion. I think we did play well and we did try hard based on what the players we have, but ultimately they're not good enough. We need to change or I'm kind of out. And I think I think the Ryan's on the wall, mate, to, to answer your question. I think, uh, I think we're not far from Mason for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't want to see Conte get the sack, to be honest. I think I, w- I want to see him get backed. Um, but we know how Levy works. We know that, he, you know, it's when the manager starts questioning. You know you know what you're getting when you... Well, I say you know what you're getting. You, you know what you're getting. There's enough out there about Conte and how he's how he's been at his previous clubs and how he, how he goes when things ain't... You know, how he talks openly about everything at the club from top to bottom when things ain't going his way. But Conte and Levy, like, they're not a good fit. Like, you know, Conte is someone who wants money to build his squad and his vision. And Daniel Levy is someone who doesn't want to spend any money um, and really just hopes that he's going to get another golden generation that, that Pochettino kind of had. Um, but that didn't come about investment. Do you know what I mean? Christian Eriksen and, uh, and Dembele and some other players, you know, they, they, there was players part of Poch's era that, were, that weren't, weren't cheap at the time. Uh, probably by today's standards, they're probably not a lot of money. Ericsson was about 11 million, but I think at the time, 11 million was, you know, a reasonable amount of money. Um, but I just think they're not a good fit for each other, Conte and Levy. They're not, they're like the opposites of what you'd you'd expect to see at a club. But you'd say, given how he's talking, it's, it's imminent, isn't it? Like, if I, but again, I, I don't, even if we lose twice against City and against Chelsea, I don't think I'd really, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him get sacked. I know I said the other day about, you know, if you're not going to back him, sack him. And I still, I still think that, but I, I don't want him to, to get sacked. Cause you, you, like, I think Luke made the point last week. You've only got to look at Arteta. I think he had a run of games, Arteta in his first season where he lost like, I think he got like two points out of 10 games. Yeah. So he got two draws in 10 games. And I think someone posted the stats up in, uh, I think it was Facebook last week. And it was like that's this is what you get. Look at now you look at he's got his team together how he wants it. He's bought with the players he wanted, got rid of the players that he didn't want, and now they're reaping the rewards for it. I don't want to use them as a benchmark because you know, they're, they're cunts. But the, the proofs that are put in it, you know, they stick with the manager, you let him build the, the, the squad in his vision, and put his his you know his principles and ethic in there, and then you know you're going to see. I mean, we, you don't see it in modern football. It's just very knee-jerk now. You don't get the results, you get sacked. But I think what's happening at Arsenal is a good, a good, you know, yardstick for, you know, if you do give a manager a bit of time and let him get his kind mm. of 
blueprints well, I mean, in there. Yeah. I mean, Klopp, Klopp had a bit of time as well. Uh, I mean, Pep had a year, but he he's obviously got infinite money. But I think I think the problem is Conte's got six months left and apparently doesn't look like he's going to sign a new deal. And that's probably because he doesn't feel like he's getting the players he wanted. Um, or so far in January, we haven't acted that way. And I think this this is ripe for the board just getting more of the criticism now. I, I don't think these deflection tactics of blaming the manager are going to work this time. Especially if we like, if we go for Tuchel, like after which which has been rumored today, which is just another I mean, defensive ex Chelsea manager. What like <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not going to wash this time. I don't think. I'll I'll back that Rav. I you you sat Conte. The new manager is going to need investment. The reason Mourinho and Conte were brought in was to shore up ageing assets and trying to squeeze every last drop out of them and to try and keep us somewhere near respectable in terms of the league. That's why I think we've gone defensive managers with the little bit of quality that we've got up front to get us out of trouble. But where, where does it... Do you know what I mean? Like, you look at the football we were playing towards the back end of last season under Conte and what he got out of that squad. I was happy with that because I thought, right, it was on the, the side of defensive, but we looked clinical going forward and we looked strong and we looked, do you know what I mean? We looked like a proper team towards the back end of last season. Um, and now it's. I think it, we've, we've said it before, we've squeezed so much out of a lot of players in that squad. And for if Conte can't do it with us, then without any investment, where the fuck are we going to be if we get another manager in who plays attacking football? We'll get fucking carved open every week. The, the thing is, the weird thing as well, like, is we've we signed two defensive managers in Jose and Conte, and I, I actually this is a this is a stat I found. Um, we haven't signed a first team centre back, so I'm not including Joe Roden for either of them. So Romero was signed for Nuno. All right, technically Conte, if we're going by that graphic you mentioned earlier, but um, yeah, Jose didn't. Jose got Joe Roden, who'd never played for us. Uh, and Conte got long lay on loan. Um, and so we have two defensive managers whose strength is their defence. But, and and like people were telling me that he didn't, he doesn't want any centre backs yet. Do you know what I mean? It, they're defensive managers. That's, that's probably the first thing they want. It, it makes no sense to me. And um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of, kind of shows our priorities as a club is, yeah, like getting Gareth Bale back on the day was great. I really enjoyed it, but we already had Son and Kane. Did we really need? Did we really need Bale? And he was great that season. But yeah, again, it was a PR. It feels like a PR move, and it feels like all the stuff we've been doing recently, including hiring Jose and Conte, has been a PR thing. Um, and yeah, I just think like if we get Tuchel and he's just another big name that probably won't get the players he needs to, to implement his sort of system as well. So 
it's a bit i don't know what we're doing really it's kind of the the, the point i'm trying to make it's, it's really confusing I, I don't know i don't know what where i go with with it after that if we if we sat content and get two show in here it's like what are we doing man like why why are we keep getting these ex-chelsea guys in here like as luke said you if you if you're going to give them some money they're all good managers they're all good managers are you going to go and get the players they want no oh, okay then then just give it to ryan mason give it to him you know he'll do it yeah. he'll do it with no money but he you won't get I mean? top four that's the thing isn't it that's the i guess that's it oh, i don't know man it's it's for me it's like I, all this all this kind of talk of levy out Levy out where? where where's Levy going? Well, I, 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 I don't think going anywhere. No. I don't get that. I, I can I can understand you know the, the being unhappy with the way he, the, you know it hasn't been good good twenty years for Spurs really in terms of trophies. But where Levy's taking the club from and where we are now is you know you've got to, you've got to give to give that it's fucking kudos man. You got to say fair play to him. But yeah, you got to say look, a lot of the footballing decisions that he's made. Of ultimately, we've come up short in in every regard. Like you know, we've we've not we've not. I mean, the Champions League. I don't think we can really include that because I don't think we ever thought we was going to see a Champions League final in our lives. Um, but we've been in finals. That was one of the four odd finals that we've been in. Four or five finals we've been in since Levy's been there. Um, mm. I think we've won one of them out of the, all the finals we've been. In. I think it's five or six finals we've been in since Levy's been there, and we've won one. And I don't know how many semi-finals. I, I, I didn't even bother looking at, into that, but it's a fucking yeah. lot of semi-finals. And it's it's usually because the when we have been that close to, to doing something, the investment's not been there. It's like, well, you know, you're, 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 third, you're third in the league. I'll give you Ryan Nelson, Ryan Nelson and Lewis Saha. It's like, well, okay, maybe you don't want to throw money at Harry Redknapp because, you know, he's he's... We all know what Harry Renap's about, and he will sign to some dickhead and put him on crazy money, and probably launder a bit for his dog. Um, <laughs> but there's been there's been other times. AVB didn't get the players he wanted. He wanted to bring in Hulk and fucking um, Matinho. and they he's were both available. Well. Oh, he's still doing it. He's about fifteen. Yeah. He's still doing it. He looks like he's a class player, and we could have done with someone like him when we lost Modric. We didn't have anyone like him. Um, yeah. Again, go and get them. They were available. Like they can't be on on mega money. They're, they're just floating around in Europe. You know what I mean? Nobody teams that are doing nothing. So just go and get them if if that's what he wants. Get them. Um, and it, it's been it's been a case of that with every manager. Um, Mourinho kind of said that you know he didn't get the players he wanted. Poch obviously had windows where he didn't get any players and was very vocal about it towards the end of his time that you know it, it's done. This this cycle has ended. Some of these players, there's 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 a future for them, but a lot of these players need to be moved on. They're done. But Levy's just not the arse out of it. He's he's not the arse out of that. Some of them players. I mean, if you um, if you go back to Mourinho, now I don't I I don't know I don't agree with the sacking of Mourinho before the cup final because I thought we would have had a better chance winning that cup final with Mourinho. But Levy didn't want to pay any money out because he was on a bonus. But I think Mourinho had to go because the football was diabolical. Every week, whether we won, lost or draw, it was dog shit. With Conte, that's not the case. There are remnants of good football and 
there's something there that he's getting out of these players. We saw it at the back end of last season and we see it in little patches. So I think he's capable of doing it. So I don't think he should be sacked because if he gets sacked, I don't think it's any fault of his. I think because I think he's trying to get the ultimate out of that squad. And I think he has got us playing some decent football at times. Well, it may may only be in the second half of games, it seems, but there's still some decent football there, whereas with Mourinho, there wasn't any decent football. So I don't think he should be sacked. I think... um, I think... think, I was going to say, like, you can only, as Luke was saying, you can only push the ultimate out of every player for so long. And I think last year we... We were playing one game a week. Like we, we were out of all the cup compositions. We had a fresh squad and he could work with those players just on one game. And we saw how that worked. Yeah, uh, we got top fourth because of it. I could see something happening similar this season if he stays, where we get slowly getting knocked out of all the competitions. And when we have one game a week, he'll be able to probably do a strong finish again. But the, the fact is kind of like we've had no attackers on the bench at, at times this season to change a game. It, it, yeah, it, it's just like, what what are we trying to build? Like, what are we trying to be? Um, I don't, I, I think if we, if, we, if we had our expectations a bit lower, but we were a club that said to everyone, look, we're going to be shit for a few years, but we're going to do a Dortmund sort of buy these youth players and we're going to, pick like I don't know Poch or another attacking football manager I think everyone would be okay but it's the constant trying to be an elite big club charging big club prices but then haggling over two million for Pedro Porro who we've been linked with since before the window opened and every day I'm seeing Fabrizio Romano go oh yeah Spurs are still talking to Sporting about Pedro Porro and I'm sort of thinking we're haggling over like two, three mil here. Like you know what his buyer clause is. He's got buyer clause. Yeah. There's nothing. To, there's nothing to discuss. Do you want him or not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing to discuss there. Probably just trying to like. Uh, do you want to take Brian Brian Hill for the rest of the season? And if you and you can lie, you bring the price down by ten million. They're like, no, we don't. We don't want him. But yeah, I, I think so. Just to just to kind of like round this this one up. If if Levy isn't going to invest this 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 transfer window, right? Do we set Conte and just rip up the remainder of the season and no. and just and just rebuild? And no. say the season's fucked, it's done. Get Conte out of there. He's not gonna get what he wants. Let's just let's just let's just start the wheels in motion for the for the for the for actually uh, the next no cycle. For, for me, a resounding no, because you think it's bad now. With I think we're still fifth in the league. We're in the knockout stages of the Champions League and we're still in the FA Cup. <laughs> you think it's bad now? Oh, mate. I was get waiting rid, for that to rid, come in. Get rid of Conte <laughs> and bring and let Mason have it to the end of the season or get another fucking Nuno in. Then you'll see how fucking bad things can get. <laughs> we'll fucking nosedive, mate. And that's another point. Like, when when we got rid of Jose and we, we tried to get a manager in, we couldn't find anyone else apart from Nuno, like we didn't want Gattuso, who was probably going to be a shit manager. We like, it was that Zorro guy, whatever the fuck his name was, Fonseca. 
Like well, this is it. Like, look, people look at looking at that that squad. People are looking at Levy and how he is like, and they're probably thinking, well, we know they, in the summer everyone's like, no, nah, not really. I'm not really. I'm not digging that. I mean, if you believe that that mm. Potter and Ten Hag both came for interviews or or, or were offered the, the the position, they were like, no, nah, I don't fancy it. Like you, you, your chairman, your chairman's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> like I've been, a, I've been, I've always championed Levy for what he's done for Spurs, but you can only, you can only use the, the, the stadium and the training facility for so long before everyone's like, fuck that, I don't care about any of that. Most people are already yeah. saying that. A lot of people already saying, I don't care about the stadium. I would have, I would have been happier staying in Water Lane. I would have been happier playing over Jubilee, training over Jubilee Park. I don't want to do any of this shit. Um, yeah, so actually, put your hand in your pocket or, or do when you can't. But like, like I keep saying, he's not going anywhere. He isn't going anywhere. So, yeah. Like, we've, we've on, like, I've been sort of all over social media this week just because processing everything. And a lot of things that have come up this week, I think last week, like, going back to your finals point, Carl Walker was saying, I was in teams before that didn't know how to win. And when I came to City and won the League Cup, I learned how to win. Uh, the Danny Rose stuff, you know, the stuff he said, that sort of kept cropping up. And I, part of me just thinks if if we're sort of thinking about getting rid of Conte, the players are human. They're they're they're, they're sitting there thinking, well, what the fuck? Like, why are we here? Are we just here to just have a, a. You can tell some of the as we've said, some of the players want to just have a good time and and be at the best training facilities and and not take the games too seriously and just have an easy life. I can't but believe people like Kane. Yeah, people like Kane. Like, I think Kane's already kind of gone. Like mentally and if Conte goes that will just seal it I have I have like a 5% chance hope that he wants to stay but I think he's he, he's dependent on Conte um, I think any serious players we have which actually might only be Kane to be fair no Kulu Benzincourt they're going to be sit, sitting there thinking why the fuck am I here I think Kulu even said last week he came to Spurs because we had Conte and if we sack him and do the same thing that we did to Jose, I think we won't be able to attract any managers. I don't think we'll be able to. I think players will know if I go there and I'm actually any good, I'll be stuck on a long contract there and I won't be able to leave until like, like I'm Kane's age um, until we get new owners. I think we're, I think this is kind of a last chance thing. I really do. Like, okay, so maybe won't go anywhere. But I think the, the footballing world won't really, the footballing world will turn their nose up at him, I think. So on on that one, I mean, that was the next part of the of the point I wanted to get to was Harry Kane. I mean, it ain't it ain't looking good, is it? He's, he doesn't seem to be wanting to sign a new deal. Uh, looking at the way we're playing, the, the results we're getting, especially at home, he's scoring plenty of goals. He's actually, you know, he's he's not playing as well as Harry Kane can play, but he's you know he's he's banging them in. But he's got to be thinking. He must be thinking. Yeah, I'm done now. I'm going. I'm going at the end of the season. We're not going to win a trophy. We might get top four if if some other teams start to drop off a little bit. Um, you know, even even if we somehow manage to win an FA Cup, right? I don't think that's going to be enough. I think he gets Jimmy Greaves' record, and he says it's been yeah, it's been emotional. I've got you know, I'm the greatest ever Spurs player slash goal scorer. Yeah, May Night, come and get me. That's that's what I see. Uh, they're trying to talk up that you know he might be interested in going to Chelsea. I don't I don't see that. But you know if Chelsea offer more money than May United or May United are offering, and you know they they seem to be offering more money than anyone else is at the moment. 
Maybe he does go Chelsea. Maybe he does. I don't know. Like, I can't see that, but what do you think? Do you think this is Harry Kane's last season, Luke? Um, well, I I certainly think these bags are fucking packed. Like, I, mine would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's been there a long time. He's seen it. He's seen, he's seen what's happened under Poch. He's seen what's happened under Mourinho. It's, it's like... He, I don't blame him. He can't keep waiting around because he's too fucking good to finish his career without any trophies. He's too fucking good. So, um, I don't think he is um, one of these players that wants to finish his career and have tons and tons of trophies that was sort of like a team that were where we, do you know what I mean? Like a mega money assembled team. I think he'd much rather be like a totty and win something with us. I think if we won the FA Cup this year, then I don't think he'd look to leave this summer and there'd be, there'd be scope for negotiations next year during his last year. If we won the FA Cup this year. Ravi, same question, mate. What do you reckon with Harry? I mean, yeah, I think he's gone. I think uh, I think the only thing that would make him stay is he could see at the end of this transfer window, we get three quality players in and then in the summer we go early again. And he can, he can, because like, I think, I think with him is he, he obviously wants to win a trophy, but I don't think, I don't think it's one of them where he wants to just get a trophy from being in, as Luke said, like just being in a mega team. I think, but I think he just wants us to compete for those things, like because uh, I think he's a Tottenham fan. I'm pretty sure that he is, and I think if we were competing for these titles and trophies and stuff, he would. Like, I think he would stay, but it's because we don't. We kind of got close for a bit, but the the way sort of Trippier left and and sort of the, the sort of disharmony that was after that makes me think that they all sort of blame the chairman for not signing players and not prioritising the football and Kane wouldn't have been like he wouldn't have dismissed that he would have just he was just happy to sign a six year deal at the time and and I think it really hit him the other year where he did like go and have interviews with Gary Neville and stuff so yeah I think yeah it's going to take a lot to convince him and I think it all kind of rides on, on a manager and if he thinks Conte's going to be able to do something and that's why I think he's gone because I don't think we're going to be able to do anything to be honest it's looking quite bleak at the moment it is looking bleak at the moment Um, I mean I mean I was just going to say I might be able to offer some hope there but if you remember back to January like last year um wasn't Conte saying similar things before we signed Benton? He, I th- the way he was acting in interviews, I think it was a little bit worse. Well, I think it was a lot worse what he was coming out. He looked unstable. He looked like he was just going to fucking fry in the towel. Um, and this year, it seems like it's around about the same time of year that he's digging the, the ball out and saying, look, you need to put your fucking hands in your pocket. And maybe once the windows shut, then you'll see 
us. Do you know what I mean? And also, where's Piratici? Haven't heard, like, heard anything about the geezer. I know there was that Italian scandal. Has he gone in or hiding? I don't know. Is he in a safe house? I mean, that's, again, more provocative football journalism, just trying to tie him, you know, they, they, they're getting two and two and coming up with five. They're just trying to tie him to that Juventus stuff. And maybe it'll, it'll transpire that he was. That's why he did fucking creep out the back door when it was all going south in, in Italy. But, yeah, I mean, that will, that will come out in the wash. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the way the way I can spin a positive on it is that, yeah, we've got, we've got a long way to go in the season. And, you know, we've got a Champions League tie coming up soon against AC Milan, which I didn't get a ticket for. Couldn't get one. Tried to get one. Had no luck whatsoever. I think Rabbi's frozen, isn't he? Um, even, that yes. very, even that was just very <laughs> still. Rabbi, do something. Say something, Rabbi. Shake a leg. Oh, he's moving. He's moving. He, he's, he's still with us. Um, uh, he's gone. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there is, some, there is, you know, we got we got some tough games coming up. We get through, get through that, and with with Conte, and we Back. and we crack on. I think that's, I think that's what that's what we where we got to kind of try and be positive. For me, we stick with Conte regardless of what happens against City and Chelsea. Stick with him, get some players in, and then let's just try and finish the season well. There's five months of the season to go. Let's finish the season well. Um, on onto the city game. I, I mean, we've we've spoke about it. I, I don't think any of us are optimistic. What do you reckon, Rev? What do you reckon scores going to be against City? It's, the thing is, like, I could see us winning it, and I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I do want it, obviously, but yeah, I I still have hopes for a City comeback, and they sort of because they've been a bit shit as well. Um, I, I do think they'll win like three one though. Like just it's a way they've just lost United. I think Haaland against Larice and Dyer is actually quite, quite scary, <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think Kane will get one, and I think yeah, I think they'll win three one. As much as I, I kind of do want it, but I don't really want to lose. I don't want to lose any games. That was very muddy. That whole answer. I'm not sure where you're where you're at with that. Kind of do want I'm us to sure. want us to lose. You want City to I, score I think, three, but you also want us to not lose. And I don't want City to score three, but I just you think want Lloris to get brutalised, <laughs> but you also want him to not start the game and Foster to start the game. <laughs> this is what supporting Spurs does to you, man. I don't know what to, what I want anymore. You're in a safe. You're in a safe space now. This is this is Coys in the Hood Anonymous. This is a safe space where you can come <laughs> and you can you can talk about your feelings. Bonesy, what's the uh, what's what's happening against City? What are we doing? Um, well. It'd be very Spursy if we went up there and fucking done a masterclass in Conte, Conte ball, Italian defending and nicking it. It'd be us all over. Um, but no, I think, I think we're going to be down and he hasn't had the full week to work with the players. So I think it's going to be a struggle. It could be 2-3-0, uh, I reckon. Ooh, yeah, I, I think um, I think because of the, the Spursiness of of Spurs, I think that we could end up nicking something over them. I, I do think we will. I think we're going to nick something. I'm not saying we're going to beat them. I think we might nick a draw off of them. They've not been great in the last couple of weeks, City. Uh, uh, I can see us nicking something over them just because, I, I, again, I, I, I never want us to drop points. I always want us to, to win regardless of what 
is happening over over the Arsenal fucking. You know, what I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to think about them winning the league, and I, and I think that they're the architects of their downfall always. Um, I want to see us win, uh, and I think we might nick something off City. I just got. I've got this feeling we might do it. I think maybe maybe two all. Mm. I mean, I mean, Benzikor's back, so that's a big midfield boost. Um, yeah, just, I just I think it'll be the same team otherwise, won't it? Like apart from Saw. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like this. I don't know. That's the thing. It like Sissignon for me. Yeah, as much as he's got a, a bit more youthful athleticism than Perisic, Perisic gets balls into the box that actually make defenses and unsettled defenses. You know, he get he gets assists. Sissignon, he's 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 he shouldn't even be playing. In my opinion, he's not been good this season. He showed glimpses last year before he got injured. And he didn't make. He hasn't. He hasn't looked any better when he, this season. So Perisic for me, you know, is he going to get found out defensively? Yes, but at least you know he offers something going forward. That is actually, you know, he he, he can create. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I sit with with that. Sorry, my cats are running around causing all kinds of carnage, man. <laughs> you can probably hear them. I don't know if you can hear them or not. Um, so yeah, I think you know we're down to one minute. I think it's a good time to wrap up. Um, cheers guys for that difficult hour and a bit it was uh, it was good to obviously we didn't speak about it so it's good to hear everyone's you know feelings and where they are with it um, obviously the wider the, the wider picture is where Spurs are as a club and where we're moving to but um, yeah this has been episode 21 the milestone and yeah thanks for listening and yeah come on you Spurs fucking A